Welcome, and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. One of the wonderful things about being a follower of Jesus is that He's accessible. God is available to us. We can ask, He answers. But how does He guide us? First Pres Executive Director Chris Pan gives us five ways God guides us today. Good morning. All right. Good morning. I'm Chris Pan. I'm the executive director of the church. Uh, we are continuing today in our Alpha Sermon Series where we're going through the core tenets of what does it mean to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. Our sermon title today is Five Ways God Guides Us Today. Number four will shock you. Uh, I had a lot of fun writing that title. If you spend any time online, you'll see that I'm working on my uh, clickbait game here. Uh, sensationalism aside, we really are going to be looking at the five ways that God guides us in our lives. We believe that God still speaks today. And um, as we go through our sermon, we think that God is real and he still speaks. So ask yourself these two questions. What is God saying to me? What does he want me to do about it? What is God saying to me? What does he want me to do about it? I think we are in desperate need of God's guidance today. Um, I don't know about you, but I am tired of living in interesting times. Uh, I saw a post, uh, someone posted online last week, they said this, they said, I'm living through three global crises and have no money. I would much rather be living through no global crises and have three money. Uh, as you heard in the announcements, we'll be praying after this uh, service for, the, uh, for Ukraine. Uh, we need God's guidance and how to live among heartbreaking global conflicts uh, amidst a pandemic, amidst political divisiveness and economic instability uh, in our personal lives. We need God's guidance about jobs and school and relationships, decisions individually, as a community, as a nation. Uh, but hear this today, God is still God, uh, and God is still good. Uh, Jesus is still on the throne as king, and he's ultimately working everything for good, uh, for us and through us. I stumbled across a headline online last week that cheered me up in a weird way. The headline was, Mainlander stuck four hours in Kihei roundabout. I think we might have a picture of the roundabout here. And the story was about a tourist who got stuck uh, in a traffic circle in Maui for four hours, just going around in circles. And every time she tried to get out, another car would enter and leave and she'd get nervous and just keep going around again, over and over and over again. Uh, it turns out that the story was totally a joke, uh, but I fell for it. It was on a satire news site. But I still really enjoyed the idea that someone could get stuck in one of those roundabouts uh, for that long. I think for two reasons. One, because uh, I find roundabouts very confusing as well. Uh, and two, I think it captures our feelings about what we've been going through these last two years, or maybe even more, being stuck in some strange reality. Uh, in which we're just going around and around with bad news and heartbreaking situations, entering and leaving, and we're confused. And we feel like we just can't get out or get going in a straight line. Uh, some of us might feel like that today, about switching careers or mourning the loss of a loved one or wondering about what to do next uh, in our lives. Uh, and so we need to know today that God guides us. We are not stuck in a roundabout. We are part of God's grand plan for the world. And uh, God's got a grand plan for the world, for us, uh, and he's leading us every step of the way. Every step of the way, God is working for the redemption and restoration of the world, even now, and he will use us for that plan. Before we get to how God guides us, I want to just mention why God guides us. God guides us 
because he loves us. In the Bible, in the book of Ephesians, it says this, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. If you remember nothing else from today, remember this. There is a God who loves you and your life has purpose. The word masterpiece in this verse is the Greek word poema, which is where we get the word poem, work of art. You are God's masterpiece, his poem, his work of art. And God created you with a purpose in mind. I think many of us struggle at times feeling somehow that we're lost or useless or worthless. We say to ourselves, I'm not good at anything. Or maybe what we see on the news is so overwhelming that we don't know what to do. So hear the good news of the gospel today and this truth, your life has huge significance. God loves you, Jesus died for you, and he has a specific, unique, glorious plan just for you, especially in difficult times. God has a purpose for you and he will guide you, not according to a formula, but through a relationship with you. God is alive and communicates with you in real ways all the time. God says this to us in Psalm 32. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. So how does God guide us? We're gonna go through our five uh, ways. There are five S words. Number four will shock you. Uh, and these are some different ways that God speaks to us and leads us. Sometimes it may be just one of them. Sometimes it may be all five. Number one, scripture. Pastor Dan preached last week about the Bible and its importance in our lives. And if you missed it, you can find the video on our website. The psalmist says this in the Bible about the Bible. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God is speaking to us all the time through the Bible. And the primary calling on our lives expressed in the Bible, in the Bible is a relationship with God. That's what provides ultimate meaning and purpose to our lives, to love God and to enjoy his love. Love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. This is our distinct call. Jesus says there are no commandments. There's no commandment higher than these. We had a difficult staff meeting a few years back uh, where we were discussing this very hard decision that needed to be made. And Gary Toe uh, was struggling with the decision that we had made. And so he asked this question, he asked, is this the most loving thing we can do? And it was a perfect question. It focused us exactly on what and how to approach the decision. Is this the most loving thing we could do? And the answer was a resounding yes. It was absolutely the most loving thing we could do, even though it was hard and heartbreaking. God speaks to us through the Bible. Are you worried today about the war in Ukraine or the pandemic or about a decision you have to make in your life? The Bible says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. We invite you to pray for Ukraine after the service or to ask uh, one of our prayer team members to pray for you about a decision you might need to be making in your life after the service or in the chat. Are you struggling today with a decision or a path that you know is right, but you're not sure if you go, should go through with it? The Bible says this, anyone then who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it 
commit sin? Are you in a relationship with someone, dating someone, who is terrible for you and is treating you badly and you've broken up multiple times, but you think you should go back just one more time? The Bible says this, like a dog that returns to its vomit, so is a fool who repeats his foolishness. Uh, sorry, that, that last one might sound uh, unnecessarily harsh, but uh, when we were younger, my life, wife, Aaliyah, would often be on the phone with her friends uh, who were dating bad guys, and they'd be thinking about getting back together, and I would hear her telling them on the phone, don't be the dog that returns to its vomit. Uh, she actually just told one of her students that the other day. Uh, a word of warning, when we say that, the, that God speaks to us through the Bible, uh, the Bible is not a magic eight ball. Um, you don't just shake it and find a verse and there's your answer. Uh, remember, more important than how God guides us is why God guides us. God guides us because he loves us and wants to be in a relationship with us. Number one, God guides us through the Bible. Number two, God guides us through his Holy Spirit. We believe in one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And to be a Christian is to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit dwells within every Christian, and we can hear the voice of Jesus through his spirit in us. We just need to listen and to create time and space to recognize the voice of the Spirit speaking to us. When strangers, calling me up, when strangers call me up and they offer me a deal on my car's extended warranty, uh, I don't recognize their voice. Uh, I don't pay attention to what they say. I don't know them. When my wife, Aaliyah, calls me up, she doesn't introduce herself. She just starts talking, and I recognize her voice. As we get to know God better, we'll recognize his voice better. Uh, I also have a teenage kid uh, who will remain nameless, and sometimes when I call this kid, they'll pick up the phone and say nothing, just silence. But I know that the kid's there, and I tried to teach my kid uh, proper phone etiquette by saying, you know, it's traditional when you pick up the phone to say something like, Hello? Uh, and my kid's response was this. Why? I know it's you calling, and I know that you're there. My kid may have terrible phone etiquette, uh, but they're a great theologian. Um, I don't have to say anything, they don't have to say anything, but we know that we're there, ready to listen. And so it is with God. I don't think I've ever heard the audible voice of God in my ears, but what I hear or feel is a prompting an idea. Maybe it's from me, maybe it's God. But it's just a sense that maybe I should say something, or not say something, or call someone, or do something. Just a sense of prompting in the silence, knowing that the Holy Spirit is there and guiding. This Saturday, we'll be having our Alpha Day away, where we'll be learning more about the Holy Spirit and how to get to know him better. We invite everyone to join us. A few years ago, before the pandemic, we had a healing service here at the church. It was a regular practice of ours. And a group of us were praying for someone at the healing service uh, who we'll call Jane, which is not her real name. Uh, but as we were praying, I remembered a verse I'd recently read. And so I prayed some bit of that verse for this person out loud. And I thought nothing of it. And after we finished praying, uh, Gary Toe, our director of prayer, came up to me and said, why did you pray that? Do you know what's going on in her life? I had no idea what was going on in her life. Um, I just vaguely felt like I should say something. And Gary says, you don't know, but that's exactly what she needed to hear right now. And I don't remember at all what the verse was or what I prayed, because it's not important. I, I remember thinking, wow, God knows. And God is demonstrating his love for Jane 
through me. I didn't do anything. I just happened to be there and let God work. I don't have any special prayer power. I'm just trying to follow the nudges, follow the guiding and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Can I also say that if you are nervous or scared to follow that nudge, I pray for people all the time and sometimes they respond, wow, that was right on. The vast majority of the time they say, thanks. (laughs) But never has anyone said, what? I can't believe you prayed that for me. How terrible. If you are wrong, when you follow the nudge of God, nothing bad happens. But if you're right, you might bless somebody in a profound way. It says this in Philippians, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The Holy Spirit will speak quietly in silence and stillness through nudges and prompts, maybe through visions or dreams or in a special word. Can we listen to hear what he is guiding us to do. God guides us through scripture. God guides us through his Holy Spirit. The third way God guides us is through the saints. Uh, And saints here, don't uh, get nervous, doesn't mean special people who have statues in old churches. Uh, In the Bible, saints is used to mean ordinary Christians, just like you and me. God guides us through advice from other ordinary Christians, just like you and me. We are in community together. And the Holy Spirit doesn't just speak to church staff or special people. He speaks to all of us. And then we speak to each other. And I'm so grateful for the advice of my family and friends and small group all throughout the years. God has guided me over and over again through the advice of other people. Proverbs 12 says this, the wise person listens to advice. Proverbs 20 says, make plans by seeking advice. One of the key principles of Pastor Dan's book, How to Pick a Spouse, is to listen to the feedback from your family and friends when considering a spouse. We don't need to make decisions all by ourselves. Another caveat here, if you think, uh, you know, hearing this right now, you think, oh man, giving advice, all right, I know exactly what to do. I'm gonna go tell so-and-so exactly a piece of my mind. Uh, That is not the advice here. Um, So how do we know that the prompting of the spirit or that the advice that we either give or receive from a friend is actually from God and is actually God guiding us, the Bible actually gives us some tests for that. Number one, is the prompting or advice in line with the Bible? God is not gonna contradict himself. God is love. And uh, you know, so if you've got a friend who's always telling you, go start fights, that guy's probably not being led by uh, God. Uh, two, is it strengthening, encouraging, or comforting? Is it loving? That is a test for prophecy and for advice. It should be strengthening, encouraging, or comforting. God is guiding through advice when it builds people up, not when it tears them down. So test the advice you give or receive to see if it passes this test. And three, do you feel peace about the decision? God is a God of love and peace. The Apostle Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. As God guides and as you make decisions, it may be a struggle But the goal is to get to a point where you can experience a godly peace about that decision. Okay, we are finally at point number four. It will shock you. Number four, common sense. I actually do find this one shocking because if you spend enough time with Christians, sometimes everything gets weird. Music gets weird, language gets weird, people get weird. Not not you, other Christians I know. Um, 
So I love that this is on the list of how God guides us. Common sense. It doesn't always have to be a Bible verse or some unexplainable nudge or miraculous prophecy. Sometimes God works through good old common sense. And that is just as legitimate and holy and unique as some of the more supernatural ways in which God leads us. Because God not only has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, God has given us the gift of brains. The ability to analyze data and extrapolate from previous experience, the ability to think. We don't lose that ability when we become Christians, or at least we shouldn't. When I was in college, I heard about this Christian guy um, who became totally infatuated with this young woman in his uh, college campus Christian fellowship. And he prayed and prayed. He prayed and prayed about what to do. Uh, And then finally, one day, he works up his courage, and he goes and talks to her. And he says to her, you know, I've been praying and praying, and I think God is telling me that we're going to get married. And she turns to him and says, well, you better go pray some more. He turns and walks away. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Pro tip, that is not how you pick a spouse. Uh, I'm not an expert, but... uh, God does not remove our brains when we become Christians. Thank God for that. Nikki Gumbel, the British pastor who founded Alpha, says that common sense is the main way that God has guided him over the years, that God works through reason. And I find this incredibly encouraging because I don't always hear God's supernatural nudge, but I do always have a brain. Number one, scripture. Number two, Holy Spirit. Number three, Saints, or advice from other Christians. Number four, common sense. Number five, signs, circumstantial signs. The fifth way that God leads us and guides us and speaks to us is through circumstantial signs. God is sovereign. He rules and reigns in the universe. Romans 8 says this, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. In everything in your life, God is working for the good. Even in the bad stuff and in the hard times, God is working for the good. He's guiding us with signs all around us, all the time, if we open our eyes to see them. Open doors, closed doors, mistakes. God can and is using them for the good. Sometimes you may only be able to see that when you look back on a situation. We've talked before about the great saint of our church, Jerry Coffey, and his ability to see God guiding him in all circumstances. I think living in Hawaii, our church, uh, I think living in Hawaii and with our church on this property, we are especially lucky to be so close to God speaking to us in his creation, in beautiful sunrises and sunsets, in ocean waves and in beautiful green mountains. God is speaking to us. After the second service today, the women's ministry is going to be going for a walk out on our campus. If you're a woman, go join them and hear God speaking to you through his creation. Psalm 19 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. Throughout the pandemic, I started working in my backyard. And I sat under a plumeria tree back there that provided me some shade. It was nice to be outdoors. And uh, last fall, months in, um, I noticed something was in the branches right in front of me uh, in the tree. And it was a bird sitting on a nest. Uh, It was so close I could reach up and touch it. And the bird just sat there every day. 
as I went through meetings after meetings on Zoom and did work on my computer, that bird just kept me company. Or maybe I kept the bird company. Uh, it never flew away, and it was just there every day. And if you had a Zoom meeting with me during those uh, weeks, I probably showed you the bird, saying something like, yo, check out this bird. It's like right there. I showed the staff meeting, the finance meeting, the session meeting, and now I'm showing you. Yo, check out this bird. This is a picture after, uh, I took after a session meeting one Tuesday night, and that bird was a sign of hope to me. It was a reminder during the madness of the pandemic that God was still in control. That creation still declared God's glory. God was speaking to me and guiding me that even in the darkest times, there was still beauty in the world. It occurred to me after a while, oh, the reason that bird's not flying away is because it's sitting on an egg. Uh, and after an appropriate amount of bird's time, that egg hatched into a little baby bird. And here's the mom bird with the fuzzy butt of the baby bird. If you can see it. Oh, no, you, I think we've skipped one. That's the baby bird. Yeah, that's the mom with a little butt of the baby bird. Uh, I would sit outside on my laptop on phone calls, and as I work, I'd just look at those birds, and it was delightful. I loved those birds. And at some point, I kind of named those birds in my head. I didn't say this aloud. I didn't tell anybody. But in my head, I thought of the mom bird as God and as the baby bird as Christopher. I know, it's totally corny, um, but it gave me so much joy and peace to look at those birds, to see that mom bird feeding and protecting and taking care of that baby bird, and to think of myself as that baby bird with God and his big wings covering me and taking care of me. Psalm 91 says, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Here's a picture of that baby bird by itself. You've seen it already. Uh, one day, it was just all by itself when the mom was off getting food. Look at that goofy-looking bird. <laughs> Look how fuzzy and just crazy-looking that is. I love that bird. That bird is you and me, weird-looking and goofy, in need of guidance and protection. God used that bird to show me how much he loves me and how much he loves you. God is constantly speaking to us, guiding us, reaching out to us and to show his love for us, his desire to be in relationship with us. God speaks to us and guides us through scripture and the Holy Spirit, the advice of other Christians, other saints, through common sense and through signs. He guides us and speaks to us to demonstrate his love for us, to draw us closer to him, to let us know that we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He guides us to himself and then into a world in need to demonstrate his love to us, to others, to the whole world. Amen? Amen. Will you please join me now in prayer? God, we pray in thanks for how you love us, for how you love to draw us close to you, how you love to speak to us in all these ways. We thank you that you are a good God, that you hold the world in your hands and you hold us in your hands. And so we pray today 
that we might see you, even this day, even this week, that we might hear you and follow you. God, we invite you into our lives to guide us. We surrender ourselves to you. And God, we know that you're drawing us close to you all the time. And for those who have never met you, Jesus, we pray that you may be present to them now. For those who wish to follow you today, Jesus, we pray, Jesus, we are sorry for the ways that we have fallen short. We thank you for the way that you have provided for us to be reconciled to God. You are the way and the truth and the life. Please be my Lord and Savior now and forevermore. God, we pray, may you guide us, may you lead us, may we be tools in your hands to love the world in need. In your name we pray, and God, all God's children say, amen. amen. If you prayed that prayer right now to accept Jesus into your life for the first time, we encourage you to either click the button in the chat if you're online, or if you're here in person, please find a pastor or someone, uh, find myself, after the service. And thank you for joining us today. If you'd like prayer, um, and if you're online, please feel free to click on the prayer button in the chat. Uh, if you're here in the sanctuary, please feel free to go on to the lanai uh, for prayer back there. And then I think there is coffee and that lanai back there. Give me a wave if that's correct. Yes, there is coffee back there if you'd like to have some coffee and uh, say hello to your friends or make new friends. Um, we do hope that you join one of the many alpha groups that are going on after the service to discuss what's going on today and to share. Uh, prayer for, the U for Ukraine is actually happening in the Malka room in that room, and the women's walk starts at 11.15 after the second service. But now, receive this final blessing. May the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you and have a great week. We can ask all the questions life throws at us. God answers and guides us. In turn, we need to be still and listen. If you want to catch up on or re-listen to previous services, you can find past sermons on our websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. You can also find First Prez sermons on most major podcast services and on YouTube. And good news, First Prez is back to worshiping in person. No sign-up necessary. Services are Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. at the Ko'olau campus. And of course, the services will be streamed live online at fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. Remember to sign up on the websites for First Prez emails, for links to sermons, daily devotionals, church news and updates, and lots more. And as always, if there's anything First Prez can do for you, please reach out through the websites or just call 808-532-1111. For Senior Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, stay safe, and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2022 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.